Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, alongside my trusty sidekick, Dwayne Drawn. What's going on, Dwayne? What's going on, my man? Had a good weekend. Flew a little bit, chilled a little bit, drank a little bit. You know what I mean? Just It was just all just a little bit. You know what I mean? Just had a good time. How about yourself? Same, same, man. Actually, went down and spent some time with some friends and uh, yeah, had a good time, relaxed a lot, gained a little little weight, which is odd for me, but I enjoyed every bit of it. And now we're back to the back to the party here after Labor Day. So how'd you gain weight? What'd you do? Just you ate like a peanut, one peanut more than you should. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't eat a lot of breads or doughs or those kinds of things with a lot of carbs in them. I don't. I just haven't really been much of a fan of them because they don't like me. So in the past, I've avoided them, and you know this time around wasn't the case. I had so much amazing food and amazing people cooking and all that stuff that I was like, I got to try everything like five times. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Problem is if you, when you don't eat bread and you do, you actually feel like crap. It's yeah. That's exactly what happens yeah. here. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. it. It's like, well, and today I'm not eating at all until dinner. So I'll do a 24 hour fast just to get myself back on track. But anyway, it's all good stuff. But today we got a super special guest here. We've got Wes Roberts here from West Roberts Landscaping. He's out in uh, Pittsburgh area, and he's going to share with us today a bit about his journey in this industry. He's been in the industry now for, it's been 20 years now, Wes? 23, 23. Well, that's 23 years in business, and I worked for other people for six years. So 29 years I've been doing this. (laughs) So 29 (laughs) years he's been in the industry and we're going to chat with him today and have a conversation about his journey and different things that he's learned throughout that hopefully you guys can learn from and, you know, skip over some of the painful parts and get into the good stuff. So I guess we'll call that your introduction then, Wes. How you been? How you doing? Good, man. Busy, 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 grinding it out. Where are we? September right now, right? Yep. So just stepping on the gas, going to finish strong and work, work, work. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me how you get into this business. So, well, uh, short story, I was uh, going to college and I had to pick a degree. I was in pre-med and I was also having too much fun in school. So I was doing landscaping in the summers and Penn State had a program that just started. Like uh, that was 90, probably four, somewhere around there, 95. And um, so I said, hey, I love working with my hands. I love creating. I love designing. I love all this stuff building. So I finished with that degree. Then when I graduated, I went to the owner where I was currently working and I was so excited. I was like, Hey man, I got a degree. I got a degree in college. How much is that raise going to be? You know, like I'm ready to start my life in 10 cents, 10 10 cent raise. And at that moment I was like, you know what? I just messed up. (laughs) I messed up, man. So I was pretty much like, "There's this isn't going to work. I got a lawnmower and I started cutting grass. 
So that's how it started. And um, and here we are, 23 years later. Wow. Wes, how old are you, man? Because you don't... I, know. I, thought, I thought you were younger than me, dude. But if, if you've been that long... 47, 47? dude? Yeah. I really thought you were younger than me, bro. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you yeah. actually look good for your age, dude. Hey, you know what? Now, thank you. Because in the other thing, what's the name of this podcast episode? There was another one. There was a name in there I was going to bust your chops about. Like, dang, you're making me look old. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but, uh, 20, 20 grueling years in business. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, 47. Oh, no, it was like, no, the, the, the heading was, is it too late? <laughs> is it too late to change your business or something? Yeah. I'm like, dang, man. You know, it's not over yet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, 47 years old, yeah. Nice. I love it. So what has held you back throughout your, your journey? I know you said you started 20-some years ago. You know, How has your journey been? Have you done what you've wanted to do? Has there always been things you've been trying to get to? Like, Where are you with all that? Yeah, so I've changed directions a few times. I Maybe six, seven years ago, I bought a lawn care franchise to help supplement. I went to the GIE one year and it was like, hey, you know, let's, let's, I was thinking about lawn care to add to the business. I bought a franchise. I did that for three or four years and then saw the projection out. It was like, so now that's like, I think I'm crazy now. I was running two separate businesses together. That's 80 plus hours a week, easy. And one day my wife put a little post-it note on the fridge. We had a heart to heart. And she's like, you got two years and you, you know, you better be in a different spot. And in two years I wasn't. And I sold it. I sold the franchise because I was looking out like for me to get into the money, the way that the clip that I was on, I was basically, I wasn't going to be profitable in that business till my daughter was 16. And I'm like, no, I'm missing family. And that's more important. So and luckily, I got lucky. I had a buyer, so I sold it, and I, you know, dodged the bullet there. So then, right about after that, I think it was like I always loved the hardscaping. That's been my passion: the stones, the building, the design. That's all. Like that's my love, love. 2018, and I got to give you. So then I was like, when we're talking today, I'm just going to tell people, oh, you know, this is. My life's doing so much better now, this and that. But I brought numbers today, too, for people, just to just to put this into perspective. So I think the story, it goes like 2018, in the winter of 2018, I buy the 3D design software, learn how to do it. I go out 2019, and I design like $150,000 worth of work, right? And I'm like, oh, man, this is it. This is the future. Man, I'm, I'm presenting these things, and they're eating it up. And like, this is it. This is my passion. Okay, everything's cool. 2020, I go out and I did like 250,000. I had in there, I got a hundred, $100,000 job. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like I'm on fire. This is, this is nuts. So then I take your class in the winter of 2021, the beginning of this year, really. And it rode on during the season through the pandemic, but through the pandemic, wearing all the hats in my business, which I'm working on now, taking hats off pandemic, taking both your classes at the same time, running all this shit, I went from 250000 to one and a quarter million I did in designs this year. No shit. So <laughs> now listen, that, that's, and it might not be a big number. I mean, to you guys, you guys are doing, I, I wouldn't even imagine what you guys are designing, but 
but it's the growth. That's the important part for me. It's the growth. Look at that trajectory that I just went. And that's why I was doing all that other stuff at the same time. I mean, I never missed a class. You didn't. And yeah. I was crazy busy, crazy busy. So now I'm in another class too, because like I'm like, I have to systemize my business. So I'm in, like I'm taking these hats off because if I can, long story short, it's like I have a column of $10 an hour tasks that I do, $100 an hour, $1,000, $10,000. I do too many $10 an hour tasks. Like I'm wasting my freaking time. So now let's look, let's take this, let's get rid of those. And if I can focus on my design sales and I did that kind of growth while doing everything else, shoot, man, like I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm excited. So, so that's the, the game plan right now. And I'll say another thing is too, Dwayne, you said it to me at one point in one of the classes is um, I was going to implement something new. I don't even know what it was. And you're like, why, do you, why wait? Why don't you do that now? And I'm like, yeah, you don't understand. I got this going on, that going on. I got too much going on. And my, 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 my philosophy was always survive the summer and a two, three months in a winter. I'm going to change all the shit. I'm going to make it all better for next year. And it's not enough. And then I, what I realize now is, and I think, I don't know what the heading to this thing is. It says, after 20 years of business, I finally realize that building your business or working on your business is a full-time job. It's not sometimes, it's all the time. So like Dwayne said, and, you know, I was, why don't I do it now? I have to do it now. I have to work on my business every day. So that's what's up, man. That's the story. That's where I'm going. Dude, I'm like excited for you, dude. Like, congrats. <laughs> Me too, yeah, man. Yeah. Me Joshua too. And I, yeah, Joshua and I, we talk about you a lot. We're like, Wes never missed a class. Like, he's really putting in it. Like, he's, he's a fucking superstar. You know what I mean? And Wes, when you look at like this whole thing, and I'm not even just talking about the class, but what do you feel changed in general? You mean like you go from, I know what it's like, because we, the same path, like we grind it out for all these years. And then it's like these last two, three years, it's like shit clicks and boom, 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 boom. And now you're, yeah. What is it? You know, I don't know because, and your podcasts are unbelievable. I, you know, the one, the, I listened to the one, um, Joshua, you said something about having Vanderkoy come in. I did Vanderkoy. I did uh, Harvest Group. I did, can we name all these people? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Tony Bass. Mm-hmm. I did all those people. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, they're all good. Vanderkoy is, is a speaker. I mean, it's unbelievable. I would just go to watch him talk. He's, he's unbelievable. He's awesome. But- I don't know if it was the way you guys are doing it, whether I just click and connect with your process, your systems, or, you know, is it that saying, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear? I don't know, man. And the other thing is, I mean, I just soaked up your class like a sponge. Like, it was the most amazing thing. And still is. I'm working on it today. I work on it all the time. But I think, Dwayne, to answer your question, too, a big piece of it was that, you guys always talk about proximity is power. Being around you guys, just being around you guys and the Facebook friends. You know, like if I have somebody on Facebook wants to friend me and it's they, I have five or six friends in common, I already know. I don't have to look. It's you two, Cruz, Ramiro, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, friend, friend, friend. I want all these positive people around me. And you got to, you just, you got to get around those people. I think that's one of the biggest things. You know, I'm in a, I'm from a small town. 
I'm not a suburb of Pittsburgh. I'm the next step down. You know, there's 15,000 people in my hometown. It's small. So you got to be around these positive people. It's proximity is power. You got to get around the right people. So the, the environment that you guys have created, I'm just, I'm tapped in, man. I, I just love it. Josh, did you pay this man to say all this? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just said we're gonna have a, we're yeah. just gonna have a conversation today about his journey. And that's all I said. So the rest Shit. is on you. Yeah, that's the truth. Hey, no, Damn. that's uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I need to put you on all the marketing movie. and shit. Put a banner. Just put fucking Weston's face up. <laughs> no, but it goes no, to show how much dedicating the time. You know, Wes, you were there every single class. You know, it's a seven week course, and you. Just back to back you did them double right but you were at every single class 100 percent. homework was always in you were always on point right and you can see the fruits of your labor you put in those two months of work and now you're starting to see the the gigantic uh exponential growth from that but what i'm seeing here and i hate to say this out loud but what i see is people come in and they purchase the program and they don't show up for class how important was live class for you? Based on, we, we have it set up. If you guys don't know, we have a platform where we teach the teachable content in video form with other fun work built in. And then we have live classes every week to really lock in and role play and do all those good things. So how important was the live side for you? I mean, so crucial, so important, so uncomfortable in the beginning too. And, you know, even at a first glance going over and looking at the class, I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I can do that. Like, this isn't me, you know, I don't want to, script things and you just all these negative negative and i'm like no man i believed in what was going on here and, and, and the, some parts were uncomfortable and i had to push through it and you know even an, another note to that is i had to learn the hard way too you know there was a million and a cool one you know one million uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of work i messed some of that up you know my sales side i i dinged it up sometimes but the funny thing is uh you know, if I did it on purpose or just forgot or whatever it is, I'm just new to it. When I would forget something and then I would get caught, like I'd be so excited to run out to the home and because I think that they got the budget and I think this is all right. And I get there and I go, oh man, this is a dud. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, dummy, you didn't do that part. You should have done this part. You would have snuffed that problem out before I got in a car and came over here. So it's, you just gotta, you gotta trust the system and going back to that too, when we do the live classes and stuff, you know, yeah, we're all busy. Yeah. We all wear too many hats and all that stuff. There's nothing more important. It's just, there's nothing more important. I mean, I witnessed guys come and go and they pay for the class and wouldn't, but, and I bet you their attitude of the class is not the same as mine, but because yes, I put the time in it's the fruit is there. You just got to go eat it. You got to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, we can see the killers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're looking on social media. And like I said, Joshua and I, we talk about this all the time because every time we talk, we sort of we're discussing about what can we add? How can we make this class more viable than anything that we can do possible? Even what, what it's charging, it even seems like it's more valuable when it's charging. And then we look at the guys and the people who've gone through the system and we could tell the killers. I mean, you could just look out and see the ones who were just all out killing it and tell that these guys really got something and learned something. And you see the ones who didn't really put the effort. Matter of fact, you don't even see them. You right. Mean? So there's still something out there. And it's like just to keep them charged up and stuff like that to keep them going. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, some people think they're going to go and spend a couple thousand bucks on a program. They're going to show up one class and they're going to start fucking writing big checks to themselves. Like all of a sudden it's like through osmosis because they they assign the money this responsibility that all of a sudden they get the information from it. And that's just not how life works. I'm sure those same people show up to life that way as well. You know, if you want anything in life, you're going to have to give it 110%. You got to get in there and go all in or get the hell out of the way. That's just what it is. You can't dabble. You can't stick your toe in the water and expect to get the full experience. That's not what it is. So, I mean, if you guys want this kind of thing for your business, no matter who you go with, you're going to have to put 110% in, and then you're actually going to get something from it. It's going to take sweat. It's going to take all you've got to change your mindset, to get out there and say, I've been doing it for 20 plus years this way. We're going to do it this way now because that way got me this far and I'm stuck. And the only way you're going to go forward is by taking a route you've never taken before and taking a risk. And that again, whether it's a seminar, a book, whether it's uh, something on YouTube or a class like ours, whatever, do something that scares the shit out of you because that's how you're going to get to the next level. If you stay where you're comfortable, you will never be proud of yourself. Yeah, 100%. And Wes, that's badass that you were in 20-something years and decided to change. But let me, this is actually the question is going to sort of correlate with that. During that time, though, you actually seem like, you know, from talking to you in the classes, that you are a person who who's always done, who's done some type of education and things like that. What was the, the books and things like that you were reading up until, you mean, this explosion? Were you doing those things? Yeah, so that's a, well, I guess I was doing some of that stuff. What, what books have I done? Well, what's that success magazine? Yeah, they got a success magazine. They got a bunch of stuff. There's they have all these DVDs and I don't know. I've done I've done a ton of stuff. I mean, the E-Myth, starting back with the E-Myth, you know, the I mean, man, I think I've done it all. I just I don't know, man. I, I just think it's that proximity thing. It's that electricity, that that positive vibes that you know, Josh sent me a book and, and I've read that thing five times over and you guys are always talking about books. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should be reading a book all the time. And I just never had, it's not pressure. It's just like, I watch what you guys do and I watch what successful people do. And now I'm like, oh, this isn't a two month in the wintertime thing. I guess that's the, I think like it's, you guys are always on something, doing something even outside of work, you're pushing yourself for a ninja warrior, you're, you're flying airplanes, you're doing all this super, like just sucking every last bit of juice out of life, you know, whether it's work or not. But so it's, I don't know, man, it's the way you guys live. It's, it's, I look up to it and I'm on board, you know, so I'm doing the same thing, reading books. I just never, I don't know, maybe I never had that example before. I don't know. Yeah. And what you did something with your family this summer that you hadn't done in 20 years. What was that? Yeah, vacation, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my family, oh, my wife, what an angel, man. I mean, you know, she's, she's stuck with me. That's the thing, you know, It's this is so demanding and so hard. And we're always last, like, I don't care about me, but man, the stuff we put our loved ones through on this crazy journey, I owe it to them to make the changes that I'm doing now, you know? Yeah, that's so. awesome. Yeah, we were talking about friends and actually one of my friends, actually a colleague that does some architectural work for us, had sent me a message, said, I heard your message and it was about the friend thing. It's like that I never would have thought that a guy like you who knows so many people and talks to so many people doesn't really have a lot of friends because we put a lot of effort into work. Like, how would you feel that relates to you, like your friendship base? Yeah, my friendship base, you know, 
I was happy-go-lucky guy in my 20s. You know, I was a party machine. I, you know, I go to the bars and hit the nightlife and, and, and I had a ton of friends and did a lot of fun things and work was maybe second. And since then, and I remember one thing you said too, Dwayne, when you came back from that UPW, you know, you had to chop one off of friendship. I have tons of friends. I have said, no, I can't do that. Sorry, guys, I'm busy more times than I can count, man. I mean, I, I just, I do have friends, but I don't hang out with them. If I have any free time, it's with my family. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I had to chop one of my uh, very, very best friends from high school. I mean, we literally started the first day of high school together and we traveled through life. I mean, we kicked it, did everything. And up until really last year, um, he here's the thing. He still doesn't even really know why I stopped being friends with him. It was just a couple of texts one day and I just said, I just can't do this anymore. And I just stopped and I stopped and I didn't explain because I didn't want to go through the explanation. And then hear the sale and the resale and stuff like that. So I just stopped and I just I just did the ghost move and and pushed on. And life is great. I hope the best for his life, too. But I just couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, like I'll get a text message. Hey, you want to go? I'm, I'm, I'm at this place. You want to go get a beer? You want to do this? You want to do that? Or, you know, I know a certain group of friends or they're going to be drinking half the day. Like, I don't have time to do that. And, you know, the thing is, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to hang out with that. Like, you know, I want to do cool, really cool. If we're going to do something, let's do something. So in October, I think October, I'm going to um, down to Georgia to cook. I love cooking. So Myron Mixon, he's a big out outdoor barbecue guy, and he has a school. <laughs> Look at me in all these schools now. I love it. So, so I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> So I'm going down there for the weekend with a couple guys, and um, and we're gonna cook the whole weekend, smoke meats, and do all this cool stuff. But um, so yeah, I still like to do cool, fun stuff. It's just not the same old. Like I don't have time for certain things anymore, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a good thing to separate from. Yeah, just don't Absolutely. hang with Josh. You're <laughs> gonna be climbing on bridges and shit. You know what I mean? Oh and, yeah. And he, he's up to what he's he's on this boxing thing now. Like oh god, I this yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be good it's gonna be fun yeah so obviously you've been doing this for 20 some years now what what kept you in the game all that time when you were you know clawing at the at the edge if you will for the longest time what kept you in the game what kept your head above water i don't know you know it's it there's a lot of times when the shit hits the fan and you're in those deep dark places it's like there's an easier way we can go get a nine to five you know, there's there's a lot of pain and, and struggle to get through. But, you know, it's the little maybe glimmers of hope going through this this new class that I'm doing um, now. It, it's like I can see it. I can taste it. I can. It's times like that. And I know I might look crazy because I know the people closest to me have probably heard this every year for 23 years. But damn it, I know it now. I, I mean, I, I know this is it. This is 100% that this is it. So there was probably always little dribblings of that throughout the years. But like finally now, there's just no question. I just know it is. It's just a matter of time. It's it. Wes, I'm really going to fuck you with this one. This is actually not a question. This is this is something that I was talking to Cruz about. Like, same thing. Like, I went through it. I think Joshua went through it. I see the starlights in your eyes going through it. and. For some reason, we're sold in our mind that there's just there's this other level, there's this other world, or there's this greater thing. And what it really is, Wes, is, and I hate to fuck you up, but yeah, 
this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is it. There's nothing. There's nothing else. This is it. You just got to realize what, that this is it. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I mean, you mean, are you talking the present moment? Are you talking yeah. present? Yeah, yeah. This is it. This is the yes. joy. This is the joy. And I was telling right. Cruz, because like Cruz is waiting for like these spaceships to land or or these big things to go up or the big drapes to go up across the whole thing. And when I told him one day, I said, Cruz, this is it. You're in it. You're the big company that you want to be now. You're in. This is it. And he's like, huh? I said, you know what happened? There's a something, a story. Uh, uh, it was on Disney and it was so p- profound. It was just, it, um, actually, it brought me the tears because the whole movie basically was about this guy waking up. And I was watching and I just started bawling because I remember the same feeling that I had when I went through the Tony Robbins experience. And so he was like, what the problem is, a lot of guys, they're inside their fish swimming in the ocean and they go up to other fish and, hey, where's the ocean? And the guy's is like, you're in here. He said, no, this is water. <laughs> so what happens is, this is it. What changes is you, is your mindset, is how you experience every day of what's happening now, how you are taking those smaller things or those bigger things. And you take just like you said, the mistakes, I made some mistakes, but yeah, they just made me better, whatever. This is it. And once your mind grabs that this is it, this is when life changes and it just becomes so much more beautiful. That's what you're experiencing. Yeah, that's awesome. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna sit and think for that on that one for a little bit. <laughs> but I know I get it. It's a hundred percent. It's not like someday all the problems are gonna go away. They're gonna be different ones. I would just say to that that I am really sick of some of these problems. I've been carrying these some of these problems for 23 years, like wearing all the hats. Like it's time for that bullshit to go. I am done with that shit. Um, so it will be different, and so there, but there'll always be problems, and I'll always be in a spot where there's problems. And your in the mindset thing is huge. The charging in the morning, you know, getting that primer in, and and all that positivity too. But yeah, I mean, all there ever is is right now. So that's right. Yeah, I'm with you. So the interesting part about that is once you become more present, I find that you start assigning meaning to things differently. And what I mean by that is when anything happens to you, for you, around you, whatever, your mind immediately tries to fill in the blank with what did that mean? What did that mean? Right? So with that being the case, it's a matter of thinking a little deeper into that and say, all right, did this happen against me or is this happening for me? right? Having that consciousness and that awareness that you can actually get more from that. So I think what happens, and I know this happened to me, and you can tell me if this is your experience as well. Once I started seeing the light, once I started seeing and uh, believing that it was possible for me to achieve these things, just through self-belief and through a more positive mindset of, you know, and visual of myself. But once I started doing that, the same problems would land on my lap. I would just have a different story that I would tell. Like, all right, cool. It's a problem before I try to avoid problems. Anything we can do to avoid problems because problems were a pain in the ass. Nobody wanted to deal with them, right? But I said, wait a minute here. What if the biggest problems landed on my lap and I could knock them out like that? Things that I would chew on for weeks in the past. Like, man, I got to eventually make that decision. I got to make that decision. Should I do this or should I do that? God damn it. Like, I got to make a decision. So instead of seeing problems as problems, potholes, if you will, of life, 
why not see them as opportunities, the best opportunities on the planet, right? So when someone brings something to you, this didn't work today, great, awesome, that's one way it didn't work, what's another way we can do it, right? Start becoming a, a professional problem solver, and then your life becomes much easier because you don't have that backlog of all that bullshit you got to manage or deal with that you don't really want to do deal with. And at the same time, you get the opportunity to gain all that confidence coming up with decisions. And you're not going to make all the right decisions the first time or hell, even the second time for that. But at least you made a fucking decision and move forward. You're going to know really quickly whether it was a right one or wrong one. Just make a goddamn decision and stop keeping all that shit in the back of your head for another day when you have time. Because all that does, if you watch this and witness it in yourself, you've got your back of your mind constantly running with all these things you got to contend with that you don't want to. You're scared to contend with. And you just leave them in the back of your mind. That's taking up so much bandwidth that you can't focus on working on your business. You get stuck in it. And until you can get rid of those problems, as they call them, or as I like to see them as opportunities, as soon as you can kill them things within a few seconds, dude, imagine how much headspace you have freed up. Mm-hmm. That alone is worth a million dollars. You know, for me it was. Holy right? shit. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you say, um, I, I call them challenges. I, I don't like to call them problems either. They're, they are opportunities to learn. And I have my little morning mindset deal. I have a thing in there that do not, run from prop challenges don't run from challenges embrace them and and you know and, and being in business <laughs> this long and just now seeing the the light uh, who is it Edison was it Edison or Ben Franklin that did things a thousand he's like you know he did he I think it was was it Edison that invited, invented the light bulb and he and he had like a, a thousand failures and he knows he said he knows a thousand ways how it doesn't work but then on that thousand and one, here comes a light bulb. So I have Edison business <laughs> for 20 years, man. But, but that's the so, only way to grow, Wes. That's the only way. Once you get yeah. to this level, nobody can avoid those uncomfortable situations. Nobody can avoid that. You're either going to stand at one level and stay at that plateau so you don't have to deal with it and you just deal with the same bullshit forever, or you break through it. But that's within your own mind. It's that the the different meanings you assign to certain things that happen or to you, for you, however you want to see them. But it's also how fast you can get through the decision-making process of things. And that's something I struggle with for years because I'm like, what if I made a wrong decision? Shit, that's going to haunt me for years to come. What's going to happen here? Like, like I, I don't know if, if I if I make a decision and it's wrong, I'm going to look like an idiot and my, my team's going to laugh at me or what am I going to think of myself or what's my wife going to think? Like all this bullshit. And I decided to divorce all that bullshit and say, look, I'm going to make a fucking decision and I'm going to figure out really quick if it was the right one or the wrong one. And if it's wrong, we adjust, but at least it's done. Your clients want decisions made quickly. They don't want you screwing around. They want to know an answer, yes or no, move forward with it. And you're going to know really quick whether it's wrong or not. So I challenge you guys out there to look at something that's really been bothering you, sitting there on the back burner that's been boiling that you haven't been able to face. Bring that fucking thing out in front, right in the front yard and shoot the thing between the eyes. So (laughs) just done, bang, done. Make the decision, move on. Because you know what? Once you start doing that each and every day or even once a week for the bigger pieces, your mind is going to be freed because all that extra baggage, all that extra weight, all that extra bullshit you carry around in your day that you don't even know you're thinking about, but your subconscious is constantly milling on these stupid shit. If it's out of your mind, it's out of the way, you're like, wow, I have like lots of space in my mind. I feel so free. I sleep better at night. I don't have all this anxiety because you made a decision. There's just a freer feeling of just owning it too. Like, even if it is some bullshit, you just bite it and own it. Uh, Wes, I got one for you. Like, um, you say 20 plus years, okay? Mm-hmm. 
So let's let's take your age back to let's call your age twenty five right now. Okay, mm-hmm. what would you like if you were talking to that Wes who were twenty five? What would you say to him right now? And 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 I just don't limit mm-hmm. this to business either. Like, hit matter of fact, answer this with two. Answer mm-hmm. it on the business side. Answer it on the personal side. Wow. So on the business side, I would say get help now. Don't try to figure this out. You know, you guys had that podcast on what's better, getting help or trying to figure it out. I would go ahead and eliminate that, figuring it out. I mean, you always got to figure shit out on your own, but not this long, not this hard. I would get help sooner from people and pay for it. Good help. Man, I'd love to be 25 right now. I couldn't imagine where I'd be at 47. And personally, I just saw a a saying the other day. It was like, I hate to spoil the ending, but everything's going to be all right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, damn, man, I have spent so much time with stress and anxiety and bullshit. And it's just like you guys are talking about now. It's like, no fear. Just fuck it, man. Go, just do it. These yep. things that you're carrying around, take them out back and shoot them. Like, be done. Move on. That's it. That's that's what I would yeah. say. I like what you say. Everything's going to be all right. Because that hunted me for years. Like, man, I would lose sleep. Man, I, I'd, oh, God, it was just, I remember just those agonizing nights on just the mistakes that I make. And, you know, you wake up and though it was a fear but it wasn't ever really as bad as what you were wasting your time over. So you wasted all the sleep, all this brain power. You mean all the time I could have spent talking to my wife or or snapping at my kids just for saying hi, daddy. I'm like, what the fuck you want? You know what I mean? I'm thinking to myself <laughs> because I'm so stressed out. Yep, and everything right. always really worked out anyway. It always worked. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 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 Most of the time. I mean, we fear so much more than we need to. It's just that primitive mind, you know, the amygdala, fight, flight, whatever. And shit, man, it's not as bad as our brains make it. Our brain's just trying to keep us alive and away from danger and shit. But most of this stuff is not as scary as we make it. You know, yep. it's. Yep. 99% of the stuff you worry about never comes true. So why are you wasting or burning any, any energy at all focusing on it or thinking about it? And how much is that taking away from everything else? It's kind of like working with shitty clients, right? If you're trying to yeah. please everybody and you're spending a you know, ton of time on 20 different clients and only five are the ones you really want to work with. Those other 15 are just zapping your energy and you don't have time for those five that are going to truly be your ideal clients, pay you what you're worth and and be able to tell all their cool friends about you. You could do even more cool projects with them. But instead, you decide to take all 15 or all 20, sorry, in this case, and burn all that energy on those 15 that the other ones aren't getting. And next thing you know, everyone gets a an average experience and when they get the average experience, nobody's talking about how awesome you are because you couldn't focus on anybody. And the next thing you know, you're back to square one with crappy clients again. So if you, you know, fire a bunch of them or don't take them on by going through a process, making sure that you're not trying to serve everybody, but serve the right people. Next thing you know, you have those five and you can spend the time of your life with those fucking people. And then they are just exploding with excitement and, and enjoyment from your experience with them. And next thing you know, they're telling all their friends about that. And then it just keeps exploding from there. But back to the fear side of things. If you're worried about, you know, making sure you have tons of leads coming in the door so that you can be paying the bills. And if you're only focused on a a scarcity mindset, just enough, you will have that life the rest of your life. You have to eventually, if you're going to grow, you're going to have to eventually come to the crossroads where you have to think to yourself, do I have what it takes? And is it worth it? And if you don't think you have what it takes, you will always stay where you are. And if you think, is it worth it? Am I worth it? 
If that answer is no, then you're always going to stay where you are. There's got to be something, you know, I've read many books about this subject, but it's this concept of being pushed into the future or being pulled into the future. The difference might sound very minimal, but the effect is gigantic. It's massive because if you're being pulled, it's something that you can, maybe you don't even know, maybe you don't even see it, but you can sense it to your point earlier. I, I just know it's going to be awesome. I sense something awesome is coming. Like you can just sense those things. That's because it's pulling you. If somebody has to push you, they're behind you, trying to force you into it. It's a whole different animal. So once you have something that pulls you, once you have that confidence within you that you know deep down, no matter what, I will figure it the fuck out. A whole world opens up at that point because you don't have the fear that 99% of worry goes away down to 98.6%, right? You're still going to have a little bit, right? It's just human nature. But at the same time, those things, once you get rid of that, once you get rid of the, the stress of holding on to decisions you don't want to make, and, and once you get rid of all that stuff, dude, it's like the, the whole second floor of the house just got cleaned out and you got a whole other apartment up there you can party in. It's, it's like all of this space. And then you can say, wow, okay, if I'm doing this, what if I take time and take a class or read a book or go to a seminar or whatever, I can fill up more time there and I can do this. And then you start handing your jobs off. You take all those hats, you lay them out on your desk and you start handing them out to people, right? And next thing you know, you're like, wow, I don't I only wear like one or two hats here. Cool. Now I can go find something else to play with. You know, and off you go into something else, but it's all coming directly from that, that why, you know, the bigger why of your existence. And that's really where all this plays off of. But I'm just so excited and proud of how far you've come. And I'm so glad and so privileged to watch your transformation, man. It's been quite a, quite a blessing to see. Yeah. Wes, do you have, do you have a why defined yet for your business? You know, I, I'm sure I did, but it's not forefront in my brain. I, I do love that, that why factor. I, I, there was a book somewhere I read in the Y factor. So, and then the story was there was two buildings and there was like a plank between the two buildings and, um, Oh no, 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 hold on. So you're on top of a building and, and your daughter, your son, whatever is like 20 feet away from you. Will you go over and, and pick them up and bring them closer to you? Yeah, that's, that's no question. And then there was some other challenge. And then they put a plank between the two buildings. And you say, would you go over and, and pick up your, your son or daughter from that building? Hell yeah, it's my son or daughter. If, they, if that building was on fire, you know, and there's just all they just keep, hell yeah, I'm going over. But if it was 20 bucks, I'm, I'm not walking across that for 20 bucks. I do it for my kid. So it's my why, you know, it's your why. I try to do that. I help coach football a little bit. And I would tell the kids about their why. Like, why are you playing football? Why are you out here? And you got to know because, um, yeah, so it's a good question for me. I don't have the answer in, in my forefront of my brain. I mean, you know, really to provide me time, if I'm going to answer it right now, to provide me free time, more time and money to do the things that I want. And the, the same with my family. You know, I want family time. I want a, I want to, a strong family and a job that supports that. Yeah, I'll send you... Um... Uh, there's a really good book. Uh, it's called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I'll send you the screenshot of that on your Facebook so you can pick up this book. You're such you're such an, uh, an enlightenment state right now. Like you're on fire. Like even the priming, like Josh was like, you know, don't do priming until you go to Tony Robbins. And I was like, I couldn't couldn't resist. Like I had to <laughs> send it to you. You're just on such yeah. fire. Yeah. I think this one will really, really take you to well not take it because there's no promised land i'm sorry okay there's no mm -hmm. fucking promised land all right? right the promised land is here in your mind 
and right. it will help you understand what it really is. And that's the reason why I asked you the personal life side, because what happens is what I'm learning is the personal life side should actually beam. It should almost jump right in front of the business side. I think too many of us business owners, and I don't know, even Josh probably included myself. I'm going to speak for myself, not for Josh, but we're so into business and we're so tagging business, business, business sales, business, marketing, sales, business, marketing, sales. And we never really push the button on who we are personally, you know, and, but what defines the businesses is who you become as a person. And that's what really defines a business. I hear Josh say it all the time is that the business is a personal game. It's all about who you are. So what I'm learning is, is I need to zone in on who I am mm -hmm. and then I'll give it back to the business. You know, mm -hmm. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. so many in business and I, I was guilty of this for most of my career was, you know, they get so focused on the identity that they assume with being in business. For instance, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner, I'm a designer, I'm a hardscaper, landscaper, you fill in the blank, right? You're something, the identity comes from that business. And I struggle with that too, for, for most of my career, I've been a designer, we do outdoor living space. Somebody asks you, what do you do? Like, who are you? This is what I do. But what I didn't have a good grasp of is who am I if I take the business away? Who is Joshua Gillow? without the business. If I never did that business, who am I? Hmm. That was a big question for me to answer. And I've been working that is a big question, yeah. for years because most of us tie or we buy fancy cars, we buy big houses because that's the identity that we want to be associated with. But if you strip all that shit away, who are you? What drives you? To Dwayne's point earlier, having you know this, this identity of who you are personally and also in business, I honestly think it's one. I think that the business is a vehicle in order for you to become bigger in what you're doing. It's a way just to do it in a bigger level, right? So it's a stadium versus a small field. And this gives you the opportunity to bring others into them. You can do that personally too, but from a business side of things, it adds another kind of facet to the game where you can bring others on a similar journey into your business so they can grow too. And when you start focusing on that being your core fundamental driver as a leader, you will have a team that won't go anywhere right? No matter what's going on in the world, because they're there in the same mission you're on. Just like if they were in a battle and you're on the same mission with the same objective, they're all going to fight in the same direction because they all know what's at stake, right? When you're just bringing people in to hopefully do some work or pay them 10, 12, 15 bucks an hour, and they're just, you know, cash for time. They're not loyalists. They're not going to stick around. They're not part of a bigger mission, man. That's why sports works. That's why sports has always worked. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because everybody on each team is on a mission and they all have their roles, different hats, like we talked about earlier, and they play the game. They happen to play the game of football or baseball, but all you got to do is flip that to game of business. Dude, it's the same thing, but everybody has to be able to be able to show what they can add to value wise and that the team wins, not just one person. Even if one person did a lot of the lifting in one game, the next book might be somebody else. And that's the beauty of this entire, you know, thing we call business. It's one of the most amazing privileges in my life to be able to be in different businesses and start different businesses and see how they all work and all that good stuff. But again, think deep about who are you without the business? And once you can start answering that and you're, you're happy with who you are there, then that becomes a whole nother level. When you look at your business, you're going to look at it from a very different perspective. 
Fuck that, Wes. I'm not going to let you go with this. Who are you without your business? Dang, man. Come on. <laughs> you knew he was going to dig for that. Yeah. Well, let me get this one thing out because I keep coming up with these with these ahas that I got to get out before this is over. But the one thing, why is why was your class different, you know, as compared to all these others? But, you know, and you asked about the question and answer pieces that we do every week. It was all the gold nuggets. It's it's because this wasn't a book and you set it down and then shit's better. It's a nice, long, drawn-out course. It's a perfect size or length. But you have to attend those things. You have to interact. And one of those pieces was, like, uh, what do you call it? Scrubbing scrubbing um, customers. You know, like, you, you, we're, we're not working for these people, whatever. Yep, yep. That that comes in a conversation. That's one of the question and answer classes. You know, that was <laughs> something that came up and that I was super uncomfortable with. And had I just, like, went online and got all the classes and didn't do much interacting, that's something that you had to push me a little bit on. Mm-hmm. And and now I see, yeah, you're right. I wasted time with a lot of duds and still has happened. Yeah, today it still happens. But I know I got to work on it. And your little voice is always in the back of my head pushing me to do that. So I think because it wasn't just like, you know, two, three weeks or, or one weekend type class, it's it's out, you know, seven weeks, whatever it is. And all that interacting all the time, every week, bang, 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 just drilling it. Gold nuggets every single time. That was that. And one more thing is too, is like going back to how have I, <laughs> how have I hung on this long? I don't know, but the other thing, and it's been miserable. You know, part of you just doesn't want to be a quitter. Like, I won't do it. I'm not going to quit. You know, that, that stupid thing. Or whether it's good, bad, I don't know, whatever. But going through your class, and I said it to you, to you guys before, I fell back in love with it. Like, that was the big thing. And like you were just talking about now, like, I resented it, hated it. But I was, like, sacrificing my life just so my family had some money to do, you know, whatever stupid waste of time you know waste of life you gotta love it man you got to love it and you guys going through this class has sparked me i think it comes out of my voice and you know like it's it's easy to tell i got that juice back man i mean i i love it i love it there's hell yeah there's problems hell yeah you know but but i'm in love again and and i'm excited for the future so Anyway, did I avoid your question good enough, Dwayne? I don't even remember what you asked me now. You ain't going to slip through it. You still got to answer it. Who are you? All right. What was the question? (laughs) Who are you? Take the business away. Who's Wes? Who's Wes? Damn, dude. Who am I? That's a great question. I don't don't know. (laughs) He's almost non-existent. (laughs) You know, I think that's... I hardly exist. I'm way last. Last last guy on the list so i don't know i have to sit down and meet the guy <laughs> let me tell you something you know? else. this is what woke me up before the tony robbins event three years ago i was ubering a guy by the name of dr trevetti picked him up he take we just got to talk and then he actually did the same type of stuff tony robbins did he called me up one day and i was hating life i wanted to be like i wanted to be in business i had made millions of dollars and and nothing against driving an uber car it just was it just it didn't want to do that that not what I wanted to do. And I remember him calling me up one day. And I remember this like yesterday. I was standing in my living room looking out 
looking out the back door. You know, Josh, those double doors in the back where the balcony mm-hmm. is. Yep. I was just standing there on a the phone, leaning up against the island and just looking out. And he was asking me these series, these series of questions. And he'd ask me that. Like, who are you? And at not at any given second, we need to be thinking who the fuck we are. But what happened was I had lived this identity on this business and success that I, I never got my nails done up until then. I was buying all my shirts from the Goodwill for 4 or $5. They didn't even fit right. I Up until that, I think I only owned like three pair of shoes. But yet I had made millions of dollars. You know what I mean? Because it was always giving it out to others and never me. And that question, I mean, that fucker floored me with that question. And then he hit me with the sinker and said, how long, how uh, in five years you keep living this way? How was life? How was your life going to be in five years? And I, I damn near was in tears because I'm like, I don't know if I can do another five years of this shit. And I thought my life was perfect. I really like I was so arrogantly blind to what life was. I thought it was perfect, even though I was dealing with all this bullshit. It's crazy. So you got to please answer that question. You don't don't answer. Don't even answer to me. But I want you to really dig deep because that that question is what excels the business. Because what happens is once you just like you said, you're flying with your friends down to do some grilling and some cooking. Pretty soon you're going to do something else. Like, I don't even want to be introduced anymore as the business owner designer. Just call me the fucking pilot. You mean or now I'm I'm golfing. And then um, I'm thinking about buying some DJ equipment again next uh, month. I already said in my head, actually this month, I'm going to buy some DJ and I'm going to go back to DJing again. You know what I mean? Just because why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? This is who yeah. I am. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah now, nah, see, I had, I don't forget, I'm still in this phase where I have too many hats and I have too much shit going on. And now, Dwayne, thank you very much. I'll be up the rest of the damn night trying to figure out who I am. Man, I had enough to do. Man, why'd you... God. You don't want to agree to the podcast, man. You knew it was coming. <laughs> you signed a disclosure coming in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's a Sorry, good one, man. No, it's a good one, and it's it's absolutely true. And it's something that will be probably one of the biggest questions you ask yourself in your life. Who am I? You know, not why am I here, what am I good for, that kind of stuff, but who am I? Take away the work, who am I? Take away the family, who am I? You know what I mean? Think about it. If you were all alone on your own island, like what would you do? What would interest you? That's not money-driven or anything like that. Like what would interest you? And starting to think of it from that perspective, the next thing you know, you start thinking, well, wait a minute here. Why don't I, for instance, go cook with some friends? Why don't I go try boxing? You know, like all of a sudden you start opening up these possibilities and you start learning things about yourself. And that's why, you know, once we, uh, we roll through in November in UPW, I think this question will be answered a lot clearer for you. Um, it's really going to be an interesting thing because once you could, once you harness that idea of what you truly are deep down, uh, your core, once you understand that dude, you're like... I don't even know that I can't even come up with the right words right now. It's like this miracle you find within yourself that directs every other decision you make. And it makes making those decisions so easy because you just come from that core because you realize that you witnessed it. You know where it's at. You just go right there and you'd be like, you know, all right, that's, this is how we're going to do this because this is from my core. Simple. There's none of that head trash that gets in the way. Somebody's going to think about it this way. You're like, fuck everybody. This is who I am. And this is what they are. If they don't like it, they can just turn this fucking podcast off. If they don't like it, they can go hire another company. If they don't like it, they can go do something else. Right. Is that knowing who you are tied to your why? Oh, yeah. 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 And here's here's something deep I'm going to hit you with. And this is something I just found out about two, three weeks ago. 
the reason why, especially us right now, um, myself, I don't have a lot of friends is because for the longest time I was living a life in the eyes of others. And so it was actually false. So what happened was everything that I was portraying out of who I was and what I was being, that's what I was getting back in terms of friends. And the reason why they weren't really good friends for me, because it wasn't who I really am. And so now that I've released and open up and I'm living a more authentic life, I'm actually honing in the authentic friends who are really authentic. And I'm actually actually have a better list of friends now. Like, hey, I got one friend right now that we create a podcast because we love to talk to each other so fucking much. That <laughs> we created and now we draw other people in on the podcast. So we like to talk to them, too. I mean. Like Josh is not just a business partner. Matter of fact, I didn't even refer to him as a partner. He's 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 like my best friend. He's a friend of mine, and we just I have you, such good conversations. I mean, throughout not even just a podcast. If you saw our text conversations throughout the day or throughout the week, they're fucking amazing. I mean, hell, we can sell our text and inspire a world <laughs> just by the shit we talk about by text. It's it's real. Like we don't fuck yeah. around. Like we really. Yeah. We really value the friendship. And the, if I have a problem with Josh, he stops and he, he starts creating the list. It's, it's never, he never gives me an answer, but it's always why, 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 why? He always asks these fucking questions that makes me understand that the problem is not as bad as it is and it can be created. But that's a friend of mine. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And I'm creating Absolutely. more friends like that. Yeah. That's, yeah, the that's why. it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, you know, nowhere near your guys' level, but it's that. Like, I want to be around people that are like just true and free and not afraid and just living life and enjoying and doing different things. It's just real people. I don't, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm on board with that. Yep. <laughs> you're already, you're already on the road, man. You're already on the right path yeah. and on the journey. Cause yeah. when you're looking yeah. forward, it starts to find, you know, you start to find that. And there's nothing better than being around people like that. And I have the same issue. You know, there's a lot of people that I used to call friends that I don't anymore. And I, I tend to be more of an introvert anyway. I have a few close people that I truly value and respect. You know what I mean? Like Dwayne and, and we, you know, we just kind of hammered out. I don't need a lot around me. I want authentic, real people that are vulnerable, that can talk deep and that aren't going to be just trying to sell me some superficial bullshit or look at my new sports car, but I don't give a fuck about your sports car to be quite honest with you. You know what I mean? Like, who are you as a human being? How are you changing the world? If you can't answer those questions, then I don't even want to really have a conversation. You know, it might sound snobbish and I don't want it to be that way, but I find that, again, we only get about roughly 28,000 days in this planet if we're lucky, 78 years. And I want to make sure every single day is in, in the, you know, being used to push that further and help others to, to gain the, the realization in life and to find out who they are. Because if, if everybody knew who they were, this whole world would be a different place. They wouldn't have to put on all these airs of bullshit and like, hey, look at me, look at me. That wouldn't be the case. We'd all show up ourselves authentic and say the things that people don't want to hear because that's true. And we would all have a better existence that way. But, you know, we can't change everybody at once, but we can change a few people at a time and that'll start changing more people and more people. And eventually the world is a nicer place for everybody. So, yeah. Yeah. Wes, so, before we wrap up, how uh, do we find you? Like, how do our guests find you? How do clients find you? Like, what area are you in? Like, how can we even draw business your way? You know? Yeah, for sure. So I'm about an hour north of Pittsburgh. Wes Roberts Landscaping on Facebook. WesRobertsLandscaping.com. That's about it right there. Sweet. And one more thing I wanted to say, too. Just another gold nugget. Because I'm having all these flashbacks of, of gold nuggets that I had through that class and, and thinking about like, why has life changed this time? 
one of the big things that that I know, and I think I, I probably told you both, and but Joshua said to Dwayne, and, and Josh, you said to me, and Dwayne, you said to me, I think it was one time, it was a one-on-one that we were having, and, and you said, what's your biggest challenge right now? I said, man, labor, you know, labor, labor, can't get the guys to go. How many books have you read on the subject? Like, son of a bitch. You know, like, yeah, I haven't done anything about it. I'm just over here belly aching. And so actually what that what happened from that, I was like, oh, shit, man, it's 2021. I can Google this. So I got on Google and I started researching, 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 and reading these papers and, and finding books and all this stuff. And then I found that class. I found a class to go to that's going to systemize the business and do this, do that. That's what I'm doing about hiring. I'm fixing that motherfucker. That's what I'm doing. So from now on, you know, it's that mindset. That was from hang proximity, hanging out with you guys. Just little gold nuggets, man. It came out of the thing. Look at that. Just as a little pebble in the pool. Look at the ripple effect from just saying something so easy like that. Like, man, I'm on a whole different path. You know, I don't know. So thank hey. you both very much. I got to tell you guys, man. I owe you forever, man. It's, this was one of the greatest things I ever did in my life. Yep. I certainly appreciate that, Wes, but we have such a privilege of having you on and we'd love to see, you know, how, how much it's, it's affecting your life. We, you know, we built these, these programs because they have, they changed our lives. They rocketed us into a whole different direction and we wanted to help others do the same. So it's, it's, I'm very proud of what you've done and I'm extremely privileged to be part of your journey, man. I'm glad it's really locked in for you. It's been quite a, quite a pleasure. So cool. So any other, uh, Parting words, Wes, before we peace out? That's it, man. Peace out. Keep grinding. I'm here. I've arrived. It doesn't get any better than this. And now when I hang up, I got to go to find out who the hell I am. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the introduction will be very interesting. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It'll take some time. Don't uh, don't race it. It's not something that happens overnight. Yeah. I'll know when the answer comes. You'll know it, dude. You'll know it to your soul. Yeah.